This message is brought to you by DoNotAge.org, the longevity research organisation that's on a mission to extend health span for as many people as possible via products that actually work. Start your journey today at DoNotAge.org and use code LAMA for a 10% discount. That's L-L-A-M-A. Algae's going to save your life, the world, and I'm not the only one that thinks that. The United Nations has endorsed spirulina algae since 1974 as the answer to world hunger. Hello again and welcome to the Live Long and Master Aging podcast. My name is Peter Bowes. This is where we explore the science and stories behind human longevity. Now, an essential pillar of healthy ageing is, of course, our diet. We are what we eat, so the saying goes. So the thought for some that we could incorporate algae into our daily menu may not sound that appealing. But increasingly, algae, you might hear it referred to as algae in some parts of the world, especially here in America, it is seen as a sustainable whole food crop packed with essential nutrients that have the potential to improve immune health, gut health, energy, and yes, longevity. But if it is so good, why don't we hear more about it in the Western world? And to what extent could it replace traditional sources of nutrients? Let's find out more with Catherine Arnston, the founder and CEO of Energy Bits. The bits being, as the company says, tiny bits of nutrition made purely of algae. Catherine, welcome to the Live Long and Master Aging podcast. Thank you, Peter. And, you know, I have a selfish reason for wanting to share this knowledge of algae because I want people to live as long as I do. Uh, so I won't be alone when I'm in my hundreds, 120 years. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think you've come to the right place to talk about that. Great. Because that's exactly what our motivation is Great. as well, to live as long and <laughs> as long as we have good health. That's yes, the main exactly. What's the point of health living span. if you're not in good shape? <laughs> exactly. And just to kind of get it out of the way, I say algae, you say algae. Yes. Well, it's, uh, I'm actually Canadian, but I am, I've lived in the United States for 33 years. I, I do understand that in the UK and Europe, they refer to it as algae, but it's potato, potato, tomato, tomato. It's all the same all thing. It's all Mother Nature's gift to us so we can live long and well. <laughs> exactly. We speak the same language, but in some cases, we don't necessarily speak it in the same way. And that's absolutely fine. So let's talk about algae. And I'm going to continue to call it algae because that's you how I was Go right ahead. Whatever up. makes you feel good. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, let's talk about it. And I think we need to explain explain what is algae where does it come from we think yeah. of that scum don't we on the top of a <laughs> pond or a, or a river well it, uh, there is that uh, it is algae is that but uh, first i want people to understand that algae algae was the first life on earth and basically Algae breaks into two main categories as we know it today. One is called macroalgae and the other one is microalgae. Now we're going to be speaking um, only really about microalgae today uh, because it's a thousand times more nutrient dense than macroalgae. But let me tell you first what macroalgae is. It's that big stringy stuff that you see washing up on shore, uh, also known as seaweed, dull, um, dulse kelp. And it's called seaweed because it's only in the sea. It's from the ocean. Um, and now it is important because it has lots of fiber uh, and iodine because it comes from the ocean, but it has virtually no nutrition in it. So just to let you know that it is good for you, but not 
uh, in the way that microalgae is. Now, microalgae is what we're going to talk about today, and it is called microalgae because it's microscopic in size. Something like a million cells would fit on the head of a pin. That's how tiny it is. And microalgae is everywhere. Macroalgae, like I said, is only in the sea. Microalgae is everywhere. It's in the oceans, the lakes, the rivers, the streams, the soil. Yes, your swimming pool. Yes, your aquarium. Now, the reason why you want to know about it, microalgae is it is the most nutrient-dense food in the world, and it feeds everything and everyone. There's different strains of microalgae. There's thousands, in fact, tens of thousands of strains of microalgae. You, uh, Some of them are blue-green algae, green algae, red algae, and the two we're going to be talking about today are one of them is a blue-green algae called spirulina, and the other one is a green algae called chlorella. Now, before I dig into any deeper explanation about these two algae and why they're the two that you need today to, to live, to survive, to thrive, um, I need to let sh- be sure you understand that the two I'm talking about, spirulina and chlorella, are not from the ocean. Yes, there is blue-green and green algae in the ocean, but they are not spirulina or chlorella. Spirulina and chlorella are harvested in fresh water like other vegetables. So like kale or broccoli or, you know, tomatoes are often grown. It's called hydroponically. So so they're cultured for that reason? Correct. And virtually all spirulina or chlorella that you would purchase are grown this way. We're, we can go into the details of what makes us special because ours is the purest, cleanest algae that you can buy and we don't use high heat to dry it, which is going to be very important for you to understand a little bit later on. But I want to be sure you understand it's grown as a vegetable. And in fact, growing algae is a multi-billion, that's with a B, multi-billion dollar agricultural crop in Asia. They've been growing it for over 50 years. And it's almost as big as the beef industry is. And the Japanese don't leave their house without taking chlorella every day. So, and by the way, the Japanese have are known for having the best longevity. And I attribute some of that to the fact they take algae every single day. And when you say they take it with them, they're taking it as a, as a snack, something to nibble on during the day? They Well, they take it as we sell it, which is in tablet form, which you can swallow or chew. They have it as powder that they mix with drinks. But also, because it's been so prevalent in Asia, particularly in Japan, they put algae in everything. And and in uh, probably 10 years, um, the same thing will be happening here. You know, think about it. 10 years ago, you didn't know about chia seed or or matcha or uh, kiwa, for that matter. And uh, and now it's so common, you know, collagen. And so, you know, even your Snack foods now have chia seed in them to give you some extra pro- protein, but none of chia seed or none of these other foods that are have been used in, by indigenous groups in other countries for hundreds or thousands of years, none of them hold a candle to algae. So algae's so sophisticated of a crop uh, in Asia, they put it in everything. They put it in their protein. They put it in their food, in their dry goods. They put it in everything. So, you know, if I do my job right here in America, we're going to start learning more about it and we'll start doing the same thing because algae is going to save your life, the world. Uh, and I'm not the only one that thinks that. Um, United Nations has endorsed uh, spirulina algae 
since 1974 is the answer to world hunger because it has the highest concentration of protein in the world. It has three times the amount of protein as steak or even chicken, and it's a sustainable crop. So it's it's uh, been endorsed by them for almost 50 years. Same with NASA. NASA has been using it and feeding it to the astronauts for almost the same length of time. And we have a quote from them that says, one gram of algae has the same nutrition as a thousand grams of fruits or vegetables. One to a thousand. Pretty crazy, right? So it is the nutrient density of algae that makes it special, that makes it stand out from other food forms. It's not just the nutrient density. Um, There's a few of the nutrients that are almost impossible to find in other foods that also make it a stellar food for you to to be taking every day. And they do different things. And we're going to do a deeper dive in the differences between spirulina and chlorella because they are completely different. And they do they offer your body completely different benefits uh, for health and longevity, whether it's for auto, your brain health or your gut health. Let's start there then, shall we, with the, the differences that you described. Okay. All right. So um, spirulina is technically a bacteria, well, officially a bacteria. It's called a cyanobacteria. Bacteria. And the reason why that's important, well, there's a couple of huge reasons why that's important, and I'm going to save the good stuff to the end. But the first thing is, because it has it's a bacteria, it has no cellulose wall. That means it gets absorbed into your bloodstream almost instantly if you chew it and within minutes if you swallow it. And why is that important? Well, because it has the highest concentration of protein, if you compare it to animal protein, that often takes three days to break down into amino acids because you don't have the factors and cofactors to, to be able to absorb it. So you end up in some cases only absorbing 10% of that chicken breast as amino acids. But because spirulina is a bacteria and all of the uh, protein in both of the two algae are already in amino acids, your body has instant access to them. So n- there's no waiting. And it's so I call it efficient nutrition because it's absorbed instantly because there's no, none of that cell wall to interfere with any digestive process. So that's number one, rich, the richest source of protein and the most bioavailable source of protein. A lot of people have digestive issues. As you get older, that's a, that's a, biggie. And so if you don't have the enzymes to digest the protein, or maybe you don't have access to it, or maybe you're vegan, or maybe, uh, you know, you just don't have time to cook. Algae, spirulina algae is your answer because you just swallow down four or five or 10 tablets and you've met your nutritional protein needs for the day. It's, it's, it's crazy. So because it has so much protein and because it's loaded with what's called B vitamins, it has all of the B vitamins, even B12, and B, and B vitamins convert glucose into energy. So uh, spirulina has been known as an energizing algae because it has all those rich aminos that are instantly converted because of the B vitamins and also because it has a very high amount of iron that carries oxygen in your blood and that gives you energy. It's um, what's known as a vasodilator, which opens up your blood vessels so that blood, they basically relax them so blood can flow faster and bring oxygen and nutrition to your muscles and to your brain and to your body. And that gives you energy. It also has high boron, which is hard to find in food. Boron on um, helps facilitate thought and coordination and helps with your synapses. Uh, and it's also loaded with essential fatty acids 
like omega-3, which facilitate brain health and, and reduce inflammation. So all round, spirulina is very nourishing. It has 40 vitamins and minerals, the highest protein in the world, instant absorption, no digestive issues. It's so safe that it can be given and, and easily digested can give, be given to newborns, uh, kids, teenagers, grandparents, even your pets. It is hands down the most efficient food in the world. And we're proud to say you know, we're considered the safest because we also do third-party lab tests and the way that we, we grow our algae. So it's, and the reason I love it so much is because I found out, um, you know, people weren't eating a lot of vegetables or not cooking meals at home because it was too much work, especially with vegetables. And we'll talk more about vegetables when we talk to, about chlorella, which can be a replacement for vegetables. But, um, you know, it's a lot of work to carry them home, clean them, cook them, eat them. Maybe you have digestive distress like I did with broccoli. None of that happens with algae that are in the tablets. When you say digestive distress, what do you mean? With gas, broccoli? gas, you know, fiber. A lot of people, especially get older, fiber, even though we're supposed to have fiber, it's a problem. But I can't eat cabbage. I can't eat broccoli. There's a lot of foods that I can't, I mean, I'm no spring chicken. I mean, I'm 65. So I'm probably, you know, very close to the age group that your community is, or some of them anyways. So, I mean, I'm right there with you guys. I mean, I, I have the same issues that you have if we eat the foods that, you know, are, um, you know, a lot of them are recommended for health, but there's always, you know, I don't want to say a dark side to food, but you need to be really careful about what's um, what's out there and what your body is telling you when you eat it. Because if you have gas from eating something, then that means, you know, it's either not compatible with your current level of enzymes, and maybe you can either change that or maybe you just stop eating it. Just picking up on one point that you mentioned there, obviously, Algae in its food form is small, and by its very nature, you call it tiny. I think for many people, they want something that's actually larger. And the idea of getting nutrition in, in a pill form, which is what it sounds like, isn't that attractive and maybe even not that fulfilling as far as the, the body is concerned. Is that the case? And well, maybe you could describe what it's like to eat algae as part of your diet. Sure. Well, I guess you have to ask yourself why, what is the purpose of eating? <laughs> so um, if your purpose is just satisfying your taste buds or going out socially, algae will never come close to meeting those needs. But if your desire is to live healthy, to be disease-free, to have lots of energy, to think clearly, to have great skin, great skin, uh, digestion, great sleep, and to have the best life ever, algae is your answer. So I'm not saying you should be replacing your social evenings with your friends and great dinners out or even cooked at home. But I call algae your nutrition insurance because now when you go out to eat or you cook at home, it's for those pure taste bud uh, uh, wonderful trips that you're going to take. And you're not relying on food to feed your body and your cells for the, and give it the nutrition that it needs 
to perform optimally because you've had algae. Now, so the way I take, you know, the reason I like it so much is as I, I taught nutrition and I found people were having such a problem getting their neat, their vegetables in and their kids wouldn't eat them and their husbands wouldn't eat them or fights at the dinner table. They took a long time. And so it's a long story about how I found algae. But anyways, I did, I did get to it. And, and in these tiny little tablets that we call bits, because they're bits of nutrition, you can swallow five or 10 or 20. We work with NHL players and they put 75 in their smoothie, whatever amount works for you. You can grind them up and put them in a smoothie, or you can eat them. Most people do not eat them because it's very chewy because the high protein and it's very earthy because of the just the combination of flavors. So, so swallowing is what most people do. And so, in the but in the morning, I'll have uh, you know a hand, you know five or ten spirulina, and I'll have an equal number of chlorella, and then I probably I snack on chlorella pretty much all day because I I love it and I love to eat them. If you do like the flavor. Uh, adding some sea salt or maybe some almonds. But the beautiful thing is you get up in the morning, whether you're on your way to work or to a workout or to meet friends or to travel, it takes seconds. You swallow them down, you're done. You've got, now your cells are getting everything that they need to perform for you today. Well, I'm glad I asked that question because you, you've beautifully explained that uh, essentially, I think there are, it's fair to say, two kinds of people. It's those who believe that food is fuel. Clearly, food is fuel for everyone. But as you explained, many people see food more in terms of the entertainment value, the, the social value, maybe even the comforting value of, of eating a sizable meal. But there are others, uh, people on the go, want to get through their day without worrying about yeah. what they're going to eat, but need that fuel all the same. Well, and essentially, that's what you're marketing. Yes, exactly. Well, because the problem is our food just is not as nutritious as it was 50 years ago. The soils have very few minerals in them because they've been so monocropped and overcropped. And we grow a lot of vegetables now in far, in countries that are far away. So they're harvested before they're even ripe. So they don't have the rich enzymes and nutrients that they used to have or would have if they, if you grew them in your own garden. Um, also the ozone layer is so damaged now. They've tested plants and been finding that they have more sugar in them now than they used to 50 years ago and, and fewer nutrients. So even if you are eating a plant-based diet and even if you are eating grass-fed animal protein, uh, it's, it's just not giving your body what it needs like it used to a hundred years ago or for, so you can continue to eat food for entertainment and for pleasure and social, but it will never give your body what it needs. Never. And, and that's a big word, I know, but it will never give you what your body needs to live optimally and to live, to have the longevity that you're, we're all seeking now. Because I was at a conference, by the way, about a couple months ago in the head of the Cleveland Clinic Longevity Center, um, Michael Raisin. Uh, he put up a slide that said, you know, right now, 60 is the new 40. Well, guess what? <laughs> They're now predicting 90 is going to be the new 40. And so we are going to live longer. But who wants to live longer if you have no mobility, if you have Alzheimer's, uh, and, you know, are, have such a reduced quality of life that who wants to make it to 120 if you're, if you're, you're such, have such limitations. So you need, it's, it's like saving, right? In the bank. 
putting five or ten dollars in the bank every week is not sexy. It's not exciting. But I'll tell you, after 10 or 20 years, you're going to be darn glad that you did because you'll have the, the resources that you need. Algae is your, is your, like I said, your nutritional insurance. It's your bank account. It will keep you living well as you live long. And we'll continue this conversation in just a moment. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. This is the Live Long and Master Aging podcast. Our guest for this episode is Catherine Arnston, the founder and CEO of Energy Bits. Just before we continue delving into the science, you mentioned that you'd taught nutrition. Uh, What I haven't actually asked you so far is maybe if you could give me a little brief potted history of your own career and and education. I am fascinated to know what has brought you to this point. Right. Well, it is a funny, well, it's fascinating story. It's not necessarily funny uh, because I certainly didn't choose algae. I tell people it chose me. Um, I'm actually Canadian uh, as I've, I've lived in the United States for 35 years. I have an MBA and I had a career in, in international business, nothing to do with nutrition, zero. So I know you know, 15 years ago, I knew as little as anybody probably else did. I was just your average person, knew a little bit of calorie about calories, but that was about it. And then out of the blue, my younger sister in Canada developed breast cancer. She's fine now. I want to assure everybody she's 11 years cancer free. And as she was preparing for her chemotherapy, her oncologist recommended she change her diet to an alkaline diet. Now, they didn't tell her what an alkaline diet was or why it was good for her. So the first call she made when she got home was to me because I'm her big sister who loves her. And I just happened to be an incredible researcher. I probably could have had a career in science and who knows, maybe a PhD might still be calling out to me one day. Anyways, I said, I have no idea what this alkaline diet stuff is, but I I will find out. And I did. And and you can go online. And it was basically a plant-based diet because of the rich chlorophyll and the phytonutrients that have been proven for decades to build your immune system. So I uh, did some more research. I read about 10 books and about 150, you know, NIH, National Institute of Health papers and gave her lots of tips of what to eat, what not to eat. She went through chemo, she completely healed, and and uh, so that was that. But in the process of helping her, I started reading and learning and understanding about plant-based nutrition. Now, this was 13 years ago. Nobody was talking about plant-based nutrition 13 years ago. So I'm just a passionate person and I love to solve problems. So I thought somebody should tell the rest of the world about this plant-based nutrition stuff. So that, well, I have no background, no science, zero, but I saw how it helped my sister. I thought, I have to help other people. So I gave up my corporate career. I went to a school called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which was in New York City. It was just a one-year certificate on health coaching. So I will admit nothing terribly deep, but I just didn't have time to do a four-year registered degree in nutrition. So I got my certificate and then I put my own curriculum together. And this is where I taught nutrition. I went to corporations and hospitals and I gave workshops for free 
teaching people the importance of plant-based nutrition. And this is where I learned that they, uh, that, you know, people were having a problem with vegetables because they were too heavy to carry home or they had digestive distress or they took too long to cook, clean, or eat, or there was just too many fights at the dinner table. So that's when I thought, okay, I've seen the science. I know what green nutrition does for people. If I can't get people to eat vegetables, I need to find a faster, simpler way to get the green nutrition into their body that is effortless. Once again, I had no idea what I was going to find or where I was going to find it, but I'm just a determined individual. I'm just, I just like that. I just won't stop until I found the answer. And uh, so I went back and looked at everything I'd found for my sister and months went by and then I got to algae. And that's when the miracle happened because it turns out it was the most alkaline food in the world, which is what started this whole you know, journey. It's the most nutrient dense food in the world. Thanks to the quote from NASA, it's endorsed by United Nations for high protein. It turns out it's the most studied food in the world. There's almost 100,000 studies, about 60,000 on spirulina and about 40,000 on chlorella in various medical libraries around the world. That is a huge number. We're not talking five or 50 or 500 or even 5,000. 100,000 studies documenting some of the thousands of benefits of, of algae that I'll only be able to touch on a few. So it's irrefutable. I mean, it's a slam dunk, science-based, proven, used, oh, and, and it's been used in Asia for over 50 years. Let's continue then our quick guide as to what algae is and the different forms. And you've described to us one, spirulina. Yes. Let's move on to the other, chlorella. Yes. And then I'm going to circle back about one of the amazing attributes of, of spirulina that will blow your mind. Well, anyways, um, so as I mentioned, just to recap, spirulina, first life on earth, technically a bacteria, rich in protein, gets absorbed quickly. It, both of them, by the way, are ketogenic, so they have zero carbs and um, you know high protein and 40 vitamins and minerals. But okay, let, let me just quickly pick up on that point yeah. then. I'm just wondering if I'm rushing to go to get out in the morning and I grab my algae, my little nutrition bits, and there are no carbs there, Will I have enough energy to get through the morning? Yes. Oh, yes. Well, it, it doesn't interfere with any intermittent fasting. And and uh, that question was uh, what really got me started on my deep science tr journey about uh, nine years ago, because when we first started the company, when I first started the company, we got noticed by athletes, runners, triathletes, Olympic athletes. And so I started being invited to speak at triathlon clubs. And they would heckle me with exactly that question because I would tell them there's no carbs and there's only one calorie per tablet. And they said, well, how can something with one calorie give me energy? And nine years ago, I didn't have an answer. I just said, well, I'll have to get back to you on that. And so, you know, here I am, you know, almost 12 years later, and it has nothing to do with calories. It's the metabolic processes that occur in your body that require certain nutrients to function and to allow you to function optimally. So um, that that's the problem is people are still using an old school, out of date uh, measurement for determining energy. Calories is just, are just one of, you know, a thousand variables that determine energy. And that's why they're realizing food is far more than calories. It's a vehicle that communicates 
with your cells. And if you don't have, so, so for example, something with sugar in it may have, maybe let's say I have 10 calories of sugar. Well, that gives you an insulin spike, which causes more free radicals, which cause uh, oxidative stress, which ca- changes the pH of your cell to more acidic, which can attract more cancerous cells, which can kill uh, your cells. Very damaging. On the other hand, let's say you have 10 calories from omega-3. It reduces inflammation. It improves the pH of your, of your cells. It, it facilitates cellular communication. It reduces, uh, free radicals. So it is a very healthy, um, medicinal 10 calories. You cannot compare calories to calories. It's so old school, but it's, you know, unfortunately the measurement people are still using. Those athletes then that doubted you, listening to you speak, questioning whether they're going to be, have the energy to run a marathon or do a triathlon, and I've done several triathlons, maybe that was why the thought occurred to me. Yeah. Did you manage to convert them? Did you get them to well, try your product and then yeah. did they come back to you and say, well, okay, yeah, you were right? I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, you know, um, I'm not in that state of mind. I'm here. I enjoy the deep science. You know, people are in the summer on the beach. I've got, I'm, you know, buried in NIH articles trying to connect the dots. I'm someone who needs to know how something works and why it works. And so, uh, I just want to be a resource for people, and we that's why I, we put so many scientific references on our blogs, on any articles when I give talks, uh, because I'm not here to convince anybody. I'm just here to l- share with you the deep research I have done, because there is no need for the level of disease that we have in our society now. Totally agree with you there, but I was just curious as to whether any of those triathletes had convinced themselves of what you were talking about. Well, um, what happened was uh, uh, we we had so many Olympic athletes. I, I mean, like we have so many clients and so many customers, and we sell through doctors. I mean, I can't keep track of anybody now. I mean, I, I I rarely speak to any athletes individually. Although in when we first started, I was the one that was getting up at four o'clock in the morning and setting up a table at the triathlon races. I did that for years, and and actually it was kind of cool because triathlons, as you know, include water swimming. So you, they were always at an ocean or a lake. And so I will admit it was rough getting up at three o'clock in the morning and getting in your car and, you know, you're there before the sun gets up. But by, but by the time the race is over, which is usually like 11 or 12, you, you've had a whole days of work and still have a whole day yet to go. So I was glad that I was using energy, but <laughs> kept me going. But we had so many Olympic athletes using our products that I sent two of my team over to Sochi during the Russian Winter Olympics a few years ago, and and we had complete access to the U.S. Uh, Olympic Village and the Canadian. So, and we still fuel five or you know six NHL teams. I, you know, I don't have time to thumb my. I don't. I'm not interested in thumbing my nose at anyone. I'm just like here. Just try it. Uh, and the reason why the athletes who were using it and loved it, and you can go on our website, energybits.com. We still have about 50 testimonials from Olympic and professional athletes, and we don't pay them a dime. Well, that's what I'm curious about. That's, uh, what's, that's what I'd like to hear about. And yeah. I'd like to read those. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, and we get them every day from customers now, but with the athletes, they loved it because the spirulina, as I mentioned, got absorbed so quickly into their bloodstream that it 
uh, gave them steady energy. So it's not sugar or carbs. So there's no spike and there's no crash. That's number one. Number two, because there is no sugar or carbs or caffeine, um, it doesn't upset their stomach. Lots of athletes use gels and bars and and lots of sugar and carbs, difficult to digest when you're out there doing a sport. So they never had any stomach distress with the algae. Number two, what they never expected, which was always what always happened, was the increased focus that they got. You know, you can feel maybe a physical energy from some of these sugary stuff, but they don't improve necessarily your brain and your focus. And as an athlete, you know, when you are fatigued, one of the first things that goes is your focus. And once your focus is gone, it's really hard to stay on point and, you know, cross that finish line. So because of the essential fatty acids, which reduced inflammation and the boron and the increased oxygen flow from the vasodilation um, and the high iron that carries oxygen to your brain, it really facilitated their focus. So we were just about to dive into chlorella. We got distracted a yes. little bit. Let, let's talk about chlorella, <laughs> what it is, how it differs from sure. spirulina. Sure. And it is easy to get distracted from algae because it, it does just about everything for everybody. But anyway, so um, back to chlorella. So spirulina, first life on earth. Well, chlorella showed up about a billion years later. And it does belong to the plant kingdom because it does have a nucleus and a cellulous wall. Now, it's not technically a plant. It doesn't have any of what's called the anti-nutrients. It doesn't have oxalates or, or lectins like other plants do. So, um, but it does, does it, in fact, it's probably called a sea vegetable, but it's very confusing because we grow ours and we don't grow ours in the sea. But let me just circle back on that lectins and oxalates, which, as I mentioned, are proteins that are very sharp and they can damage your stomach lining so that food passes through your stomach lining and gets into your bloodstream and can contribute to all sorts of illnesses, including autoimmune. Now, the reason why plants have lectins and oxalates is because they grow on land. And while they're growing uh, through their evolution, they develop these things to protect themselves because they're poisonous or they taste terrible to the animals too or to the bugs. So by having lectins and oxalates, they were able to keep predators away to, so they could continue to thrive as a plant. But you see, algae has never been a plant, a, a land plant. It started and always grows in water. I mean, it does grow in the soil, but it grows. It started as a, as a water um, uh, organism. So it never had to develop lectins or oxalates to protect itself because it didn't have that kind of um, predator. Algae gives you all the nutrients that you need. It's ketogenic, but it doesn't give you any of the downside. And chlorella um, does have a little bit of fiber. Remember, we talked earlier about how some people use algae because they have difficulty digesting fiber. Spirulina has zero fiber. Chlorella has a little bit of fiber. But let me tell you an important, two important things about that fiber that's in the chlorella. Number one, that cell wall is the hardest cell wall in the plant kingdom. And so and all chlorella, by the way, anyone's listening, in the United States has to be cracked in order uh, to be sold in America. So ours is cracked cell wall, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So um, that heart cell wall attaches to toxins. It is a chelator. It pulls out everything from lead, mercury, radiation, aluminum, um, athletes use it after a workout because it pulls out lactic acid. It also, if you're interested, pull, pulls out, it detects alcohol as a, as a toxin. So it pulls out wine, beer, spirits. So, so number one is that that hard cell wall on chlorella 
is a chelator. It's the best, safest chelator in the world. I try to steer people away from activated charcoal because it pulls out all minerals and you can end up getting uh, dehydrated because it will pull out maybe too much potassium, magnesium, or sodium. Chlorella will never do that. It only pulls out the toxins. And by the way, it's loaded with the electrolytes. So that's number one about the fiber in chlorella. Number two, because there is that small amount of fiber, it does feed your gut biome. The bacteria create something called short-chain fatty acids. So it, that and, and combined with the other big thing about chlorella is chlorella has the highest concentration of chlorophyll in the world. Spirulina has the highest protein in the world. Chlorella has the highest chlorophyll in the world. That's why it's called chlorella, because of the chlorophyll. Chlorella has 500 times more chlorophyll than arugula. It has a 1,000 times more chlorophyll than Chinese greens. It has even 25 times more chlorophyll than liquid chlorophyll. And you may say to yourself, so what's so important about chlorophyll? Well, let me tell you, if I, if this was a visual, I would, and you can go online to find this and we'll send some articles so you can see this. The chemical composition of chlorophyll is virtually identical to the chemical composition of your hemoglobin. Identical. The only difference is hemoglobin has an iron atom in the middle, and that's what carries oxygen in your blood, and chlorophyll has magnesium. That's the only difference. And the reason I point that out is because chlorophyll helps build your blood because they're virtually identical. And when you have healthy blood, you're going to have a much healthier body, much healthier brain, much healthier everything. Your blood is your freeway of nutrition, and it needs to be healthy, and, and it needs to be at the pH of 7.34, and chlorella is the best way to do that because it's such a, it matches the chemical composition of your blood. So that's number one. Number two, chlorophyll. You're going to hear more, if you ever aren't already hearing about this, you will. Um, all of your health issues start at the cellular level. And one of the key things for your cellular health is your cell wall permeability. And because if you can't, if the cell wall is not permeable, nutrients can't get in and toxins can't get out. And one of the ways to keep that cell wall permeable is with healthy fats like omega-3. But the cool thing is chlorophyll is a fat-based pigment. So it heals your cell walls and um, naturally. And I, the, the um, illustration I give to people is, you know, when you have dirty windows, you can't see out and sunlight can't get in. So think of chlorophyll as window washers for your cell walls. So, so nutrients can move in easily and toxins can move out because if that process is not happening and the, the cell walls become damaged and less permeable, Toxins build up in the cells. The cells have less oxygen. The cells become acidic. The cells become diseased. The cells can slide into any kind of state, whether it's cancer or tumor. So keeping that cell wall permeable is critical. And because chlorella has the highest chlorophyll, which helps do that, as well as other things, it makes it really easy. So chlorella is a wellness algae. It's a healing algae. Spirulina is an energizing algae. Catherine, you've given us a, a whirlwind of information, <laughs> I think, to whet our appetites as to the potential of algae. I'm going to, in the show notes of this episode, put some links to your company, to your website, to your information and your research. And people can try and, and I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to try your products and, and just see how they affect me and how I can intertwine them into my regular day of activity and diet. I think it's a, a fascinating field. 
and I wish you all the best with it and thank you very much thank you and when people come to our website energybits.com we have a 20 percent discount code the word it's lama l-l-a-m-a which of course stands for live long and master aging when you come to energybits.com and you see a coupon box just type in l-l-a-m-a and you'll get 20 percent off it works on everything all the time and we have Really um, great blogs every month with lots of science references. So um, just give it a try and, uh, you know, so that you'll live as long as I do. <laughs> longevity insurance. LG is your longevity insurance. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good thought. Look, I appreciate that. And uh, hopefully our listeners can take advantage of that and see for themselves. Catherine, thank you so much. Okay, you got it. Thanks. Thank you very much. Take care. Yeah, and as I say, go to the Live Long and Master Aging website at LamaPodcast.com. That's double L-A-M-A podcast.com. For those details, more information about algae and energy bits. And you can use that code LAMA, double L-A-M-A, if you'd like to try them yourselves for a little discount. The Llama Podcast is a Healthspan Media production. In social media, you'll find us at Llama Podcast. If you'd like to rate and review us, we would very much welcome that at Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. We're also at Audible, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Pandora Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spoil for Choice. No paywalls, no subscription tiers. We are free for all to listen. Wherever you find us, do take care. And thanks so much for listening. FlexBeam is a portable red light therapy device that's now being used by leading athletes, including the Norwegian tennis player Kasper Rud. Whenever you put the FlexBeam on, you feel it starts to work right away. I need something that can help repair all the fibres that I have broken in the surfs. The infrared lights penetrate your skin and makes the muscle tissue recover faster. FlexBeam, I keep it with me all the time. Recharge Health is offering Llama Podcast listeners an $80 discount on the purchase of a FlexBeam device. Go to the website recharge.health and use the code LLAMA at checkout. That's L-L-A-M-A. You'll also find the link in the show notes for this episode.